Hey y'all, this is Dominique. What's up, it's Ray Sean. And I'm Justin. And you are now tuned in to the Millennial Mess Podcast. See, this is that dumb shit I'm talking about. But no, seriously, if you're on Tinder, mm-hmm. like I told you before, Tinder isn't a, like, you can have communications, you guys can talk and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but you're not going to get a vibe of a person until you actually, in my opinion, and I came from the 90s, early 2000s, where we actually had to meet people. Okay. We just, huh. So, it's different now, but I personally think. That you know what's crazy? I'm oh, sorry. What? <laughs> what you about to say? I'm from Ray the 80s. said, "I came from the '90s, early 2000s, where you had to actually talk to people. Like he wasn't 10, 12, early 2000s. Exactly. You yeah, just aged yourself. <laughs> yeah, I was 10 in 2000. The year 2000, I was 10. You were meeting people like that back then? No, I'm talking about the human interaction. Oh, that's what I'm saying. You have to. Oh, <laughs> like even with friends now, you have to like text and like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, Instagram message and all that stuff. But people beforehand, don't just knock anymore. They yeah, gotta text you, you gotta and say I'm call outside. Call you, know what I'm saying, or text you and say outside. Like nobody rings me your doorbell no more. You know what I'm saying? Like that that day is like long lost, and I will forever treasure it because yeah. I was a part of it. But with Tinder, it's like you gotta you gotta like talk to them about dumb shit and then meet Listen, them. And get the I think that's the thing. I don't want to talk to you about the dumb shit. That's yeah. a, it's the yeah. dumb shit for me. I hate small talk. I just hate that formality shit. I, and then like I didn't know it was rules to Tinder. Like, There's rules. Yeah, like my roommate had to get me hip that. If somebody liked you first and then you match with them, then you have to respond first. It's a whole bunch of dumb shit. And I'm like, oh, who the fuck set these rules? I don't subscribe to that. Who that's, the that's fuck? Stupid. Who's your roommate? <laughs> I've never heard there being Tinder rules. I'm like, man, you got a new match. And I'm like, can't relate. Okay. Yeah. Next thing you know, hey. Yeah, I'm like, okay, where's the rest? There, like, the only rule that I will subscribe to, and this is something we, me, both, both of us said to him, <clears throat> is that if somebody follows you on Instagram on like oh. three of your pictures, <laughs> mm-hmm. back to back to back, if they follow you instantaneously, like three of your pictures, mm-hmm. that they means they're fuck. interested. That means they're interested. <laughs> they are. Well, that happened to me. Three times this weekend. Did you yes. like three of their pictures uh, back? We tell, I did. We, oh, we told okay. you this. Oh, you did. Yeah. Okay. Good, did they good, hop good. in your DMs? No, no, not yet. no. We told him the rule after that. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh. We're not gonna oh, share the story <laughs> thing. Yeah, we're not. You know, like that's the, that's how you did. That's I do you, that. Did you? I don't think I did the story thing because you don't listen. I don't. You don't. <laughs> that's a problem. I'm so stuck in my old ways. You know, when you that bitch, you don't really have to do all of that. So. Says the single girl. Um, well, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Millennial Mess. We still waiting to get new sound effects. <laughs> no, I told you we needed new sound effects. Like I told ago. y'all, y'all have to send them to me so I can upload them. I think we should replace. Additionally, after like. No, we can't Absolutely use that. Not. We're we, gonna be sued. I told you that last episode. <laughs> also, um, let us uh, use more of them because I feel like we have one, two, three, four, five, eight, and we only use like two, maybe three every episode. Well, see, it's hard because but, a lot of the ones that we have are like people talking. Yeah, both. and we talk over them, so it's hard to. Yeah, do we no, talk over it. them or just do we be unprepared for when you be about to press a button? I mean, I can't tell you when I'm going to press a button. That's a fact, but it is what it is. <laughs> it takes away from the spontaneity. Spontaneity. Good word. The sound effect. All right. Well, I'm Ray Sean. <laughs> My name is Dom. And I'm that bitch. And we are the. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Flo Millie. I'm that bitch. Uh, and we are the Millennial Mess crew. Yes, ma'am. 
Welcome back. This girl got nets. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing that today. Welcome back. Welcome back. Shut the fuck up. I cannot stand Justin. And I saw it, I saw it happening, and I was like, I'm gonna say something, but I'm not going to. My only question is, what is the temperature? I don't know. Girl, I just told you it's hot as fuck up here. Did you turn the air on? It's hot. Every time y'all come here, it's cold. So I like. It was for a reason last time, but it's, okay. it's hot right While now. While I fix the temperature, Thank you. I want you guys to get started on your weekend or weekends. However, y'all want to do it. Mm-hmm. I'll be right back. Gotcha. So, Dumb, Justin. You go first. You go first. Why? You go first. I always go before you. <sighs> okay. Um, so, my week was. Hmm. Fantastic. I came to a realization about myself that I am embracing all of the things that I used to hate about myself. Mm, I'm just learning to embrace them and love it. Give me one thing. Um, weight, my weight mm-hmm. for one. Hate it sometimes, but I'm starting to love it at the same time. Is that why you get those thirst traps on the socials? Yes. Okay. I can understand it. Yes. That makes sense. Um, my feminine side. Mm-hmm. I used to really, really hate, 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 hate. Speak on it. <laughs> Myself. And I never really thought that, you know, tapping into my fem- feminine side would make me a better man. But it is making me a better man as I'm growing and getting older. Because I think it's important um, for everyone to understand that other side of you. And, yeah, just... I'm loving it. So it's been a self-realization, self-realizing week. Mm-hmm. That's Which what it is. I love. And I just want to say this to help you along your journey. I don't yeah. want you to think of, of it as two different sides. Because I think the concept of masculine energy versus feminine energy is really dated. Because mm-hmm. realistic, when you think feminine, you think nurturing, caring, emotional, right? It's not and a feminine thing. It's not. Yeah. That's not a feminine characteristic. That's not feminine energy. That's humanistic energy, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have the the male side, which is dominant, aggressive, and uh, all of the things that are like raw, violence. And realistically, not all men are like that. It's mm-hmm. not a masculine trait. I think there needs to be a merger of the two, a yin and a yang. Find your balance. And that whole thing is one energy. You're finding peace within yourself. Come on, Cora. That's what it is. Come Listen, on, Cora. Because I was really, uh, um, I was really in my bag like the past week. Um, I was a little heartbroken because I dead ass thought that I was going to have the possibility of rekindling a relationship. And the universe. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's probably like the, the worst part you could have laughed. At. <laughs> sorry, Justin. Was it with who? It doesn't matter. No, no you sure. got to tell. I, I know it's with whom. Okay. Um, but yeah, and then the universe was just like, no, sweetie, it's just it's not happening. You, you need to go ahead, take care of yourself, and move on with your life. That's good. That's good. And do you feel like this is going to be a long-lasting lesson? Like you're actually going to believe the universe this time, although it can oh, be absolutely. multiple, multiple. I, I wanted to give myself a chance because typically how I usually operate is I don't give anybody chances. You mm. get one opportunity with me, and then if you fuck that up, I don't fuck with you, period. I may use you for the things that I want, like sex, but you're not going to have a place in my heart. You're not going to have a place in my life of importance. Other than just me fucking you. So with this situation, I really want to give myself a chance because I did love this person, but it just wasn't that time. And I made peace with that. That's good. I love to hear it. I love to see the growth. Mm -hmm. I love it. Thank God. You know, some shit just look fun. It looks like like the versus thing. It Mm. was fun in the beginning. But getting back on my ex, it just didn't, no, it's not fun anymore. And it's funny because <laughs> I, I, before you get into I just want to say, first of all, everything you said was fucking, like, on, I just, bitch, I was over there like, ah, I need to be on the mic so I can co-sign. But um, the last thing you said about, like, realizing rekindling might not be the best route to do things. Mm-hmm. You, like, I can tell you all day. I remember I told you multiple times, like, bitches, exes are exes for a reason. Mm-hmm. I went through it. You mm-hmm. don't want to revisit that trash-ass bitch. But 
Now I'm not talking about your situation. Yeah. I'm not calling. I'm not. Don't fight me. Oh boy, I'm not talking about your exes. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, you know, for me, exes are exes for a reason. So I'm happy that you lived through it and nothing terrible came out of it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you weren't physically harmed. You're you're you weren't phys- like politi- uh, politically socially embarrassed or anything like that. So I'm happy. That you're understanding now. So Thank I'm you. really, really happy about the growth. I love to see it. Thank you. And you, you. learned a lesson. Yeah, for sure. And Durham what about you, Rayshawn? About my week. Okay. So, goddamn. Um, my sister was here during our last episode. She stayed with me from sun- for a week. She got here on Sunday. And I love her with all of my heart. But I am so fucking happy she's gone. Because mm. I don't know if you guys have ever had to host anybody for a week mm. during a pandemic. Well, they yeah. want to go out. They want to go see things. They want to do this. They want to do that. Granted, Atlanta might be the place to do that because things are open. But I don't want to go to those places. Yeah. I don't want to do that. So you're mm-hmm. like consistently forcing me out of my like comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So when I tell you I woke up this morning, woke up this morning. Smile on my face. I love her, but I'm happy she's gone. I'm so happy because I can finally get back to like my area of comfort, my zen. Not even my area of comfort, but my zen in my uh, self preservation. So, other than that, I mean, we did we did great things. We we hiked the mountain. We went to karaoke. We did all the like I, everything I could think of to do with this girl. I did. We did mukbang situations, like a lot of stuff. What's that? Y'all recorded a video? Yeah, it got fucked up. But we did. She ordered these like sp- like in- in- insanely spicy noodles off of Insta uh, uh, Amazon mm-hmm. for us to eat. Mm-hmm. And I can't eat spicy food because I literally I can't make it. Mm-hmm. So she did that and it was fun or whatever. But like we had fun times. But I'm just happy that she's gone because I'm like, okay, I'm this is my space, this is my realm. I don't need to like make sure somebody needs to eat or whatever. Cause yeah. I don't eat that much, shockingly, even though I'm a big bit like I genuinely do not eat a lot. So I need to make sure she has breakfast on Sunday. It was just a lot. It was like having a kid and I was like, Whoa, <laughs> is that my cue? I'm looking for some brain to boost my IQ. Um on top of the fact that you had on, people vintage. here before she got here too. And then on yeah, before she got here, Friday I had a party. Saturday there were people over here. Sunday I had people over here unexpectedly. And it was like this whole fucking thing. So I literally from last Friday until I pretty much today. Well, I, I have to be on socially, and my yeah. social, my, I just am an Aquarius, and my social media runs from <laughs> like it, it can go from a hundred to like fifty to zero in like two days. Mm-hmm. So Agreed. it's a lot, but I mean, I learned a lot during that trip, and I'm just happy she, you know, came out. I love to see her. I love her very, very much. So, but other than that, I'm in a great spirit and great mood. So. How about you, Dom? Hmm. My week was fine. Besides being, um, I felt sick. <clears throat> Jesus, majority of the week, but I too. Corona? No, exactly. You you coughed a little bit, babe. I was clearing my throat from Corona. No, but um, I just did just that nauseous feeling I was telling y'all about last week. But um, besides that, I I too hosted my best friend during um Labor Day weekend and was going through like the same social media um, deteriorating type of thing, not really wanting to do much in a pandemic. And not wanting to spend the money and also wanting to be by myself in the same sense, but also knowing I got to entertain somebody, which all of the fucking uh, things, I don't even mind hosting people, but I, I know me like if I, I just my mind always say, if you throw a party at your house. Everybody can stay, but when you're ready to go in your room and go to sleep, you going to sleep, and they can leave whenever they want to. Like, just don't bother me. Y'all can do whatever y'all want to do. I'm just not. I, I don't know. I just. Mm. Like he, my best friend was here. He got mad because I, because I would leave him in my room by myself, and I go in the living room and go to sleep and just like chill by myself for a minute. I'm like, mm. listen, I just know how my meter work. It just it don't operate on a on a constant. That's why I'll be like around people. You don't have to get a hotel. You can't stay with me. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> can we all talk about like our, literally no one of our best? Well, my at least is one of my sister's one of my best friends. Y'all two also had y'all best friends in. 
We yeah. love when I say we yeah. don't call y'all our best friends for no reason. We love y'all to death. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you have to understand times are different now. They are. <laughs> like, and, and, and y'all coming to Atlanta because you think this is a haven. You can come and turn up. Listen, bitch, it's not. It's not. It's not right and, now. And the it's people not. who live here are not. The people who have sense not live here are not trying to do the shit that you want to do. Mm-mm. We're forcing ourselves to do it because you're here. <laughs> and then we don't want to make you. We don't make. We want to feel bad because you know you you're not having a good time but it's like mm. please and i say all this to say please don't come visit me <laughs> like, i love everybody i love all Wait y'all till next show. year please I, the, or at least till this pandemic shit is calmed down a little I'm, bit i don't Listen. i don't want to host nobody and if you're coming come for a cute two days two give days me, is good give me a cute two days I can, I can fuck with you for a, a cute two days that's mm-hmm. good but a week no, <laughs> can't relate cannot relate listen to tony childs over here <laughs> because she, she specializes in results <laughs> Hi guys. speaking of girlfriends My i want to shout out to mara brock Akil. thank you so much for creating Possibly one of the greatest shows I've ever seen in my life. Thank you so much. For this to be my, I, I want to agree because this is my first time really like sitting down and focusing on girlfriends. Like I would see episodes when I was younger sporadically mm-hmm. or periodically, um, but never, I never paid attention to them. Like I'm not old enough. Well, not even I'm old, not old enough. But I just don't understand it. And then on top of that, you weren't watching it every single because it was right. like an anthology. Yeah. yeah. So you know, you have to like follow it. Mm-hmm. You know see, I'm, not, I'm it like, like, okay. Like, I'm not going to sit down and watch girlfriends every week, you know, mm-hmm. as a kid. It's nope. ridiculous. I watched it when it came on UPN, but. Like Dom said, I didn't understand it. Like, who tweeted that? Vaughn tweeted that. Shout out to Vaughn. This nigga, hey, Vaughn. we literally was sitting, we was tweeting each other back and forth, and I was like, we was watching like adult themes, adult themes and situations and shit, like as seven year olds. Look, it don't and make trying sense. to understand what I, the fuck was going on. They tackled colorists in the episode four of right. the first season, and I had, mm. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> I was sitting there watching this as a, like an adult that actually is uh, aware of like a lot of the shit we all have to go through, and I'm like, mm-hmm. Tony, what? Right? I'm mm. like, so, and it never even got resolved in the mm. episode. She mm. was like, I prefer, I prefer like, and then. Some Somebody, uh, Joan calls her a, ta- a tar baby. Mm-hmm. Listen, we see all this to say. <laughs> I just want to make it very abundantly clear to every millennial that it is important to go back and rewatch shows like The Parkers, Moesha, Girlfriends. Not so much the game, but those three shows. He said not so much. I, I just, I really. <laughs> that's I, a different realm. The game, that's, yeah, that's still like kind of celebrityism like world. And, and it, it just it changed when it went to BET, and I don't yeah. know if they're gonna do that. It was, it was more glamorized. It, it was, it was, it was ridiculous when they went to BET. But go back and watch Girlfriends, Moesha, and The Parkers when it does. The Parks wasn't released yet. Mm-hmm, yeah, But when it does get released, go back and watch those shows, and like. From an adult lens mm-hmm. and see even sister sister. I'm I okay. Could not. I'm not getting <laughs> sister sister. I'm okay. But literally, I'm telling you, like you'll you'll watch it like damn, like this was coming out when I was like a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? I think Love that's it. good. Wow. We have unpacked. <laughs> so what character do you think you are? From girlfriends? Mm-hmm. Me? I already or? told you who I, I honestly I would say Maya. Like I'm, I, if if I'm in my, if I'm with my group of friends, I agree. My man at home, I'm ready to go to my man. One hundred percent. think you're Maya. One hundred. He cheated on you. You cheated on him. It's fine. Um, Excuse me. <laughs> what? So who would Justin? Justin, who are you? I am a mix between Maya and Tony. I'm Maya really? because I'm very ghetto hood rat. But I'm Tony because it bothers I can be, me that people call Maya ghetto when her rap. Maya's geez. been to Paris. Maya's experienced. Like Maya is not ghetto by any realm. Not of by the, the term. literal. She's sense. about that life. She is, but she's not ghetto. I don't like calling. I don't. I don't like that because Tony. <laughs> like the first episode, Tony was like. Oh, ghetto trash. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is how you say it in English. Oh, that it's, she's not ghetto. She mm-hmm. speaks vernacular. She's a product of her environment, but she's not ghetto. I don't Whoa. even think it's that. I just think it's how she was raised. Like she just doesn't come from money or nothing like that. That doesn't so. make somebody ghetto. No, I'm not. No, I'm not saying that. Well, no, hush. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't the topic for this week. It ain't. We should have. A but that's just week. just. Her attitude. I am very much Maya's attitude, mm. but I'm pretty. I'm. I like agree with that. Tony's too. Cause I can definitely be pretentious. I love labels. I love not like that. That, but oh god, I like you know nicer things in my life. 
like Tony Childs and also specialize in results. Hmm. And I think I am a mixture of Joan and Tony. Yes. And let me explain why. Because Joan, first of all, she's an attorney. Let's start there. Secondly, she has a plan. Like her whole life, she planned her life. And I've been like that since I can remember. Like I planned on doing X, Y, and Z by X, Y, and Z age. And mm. the fact that I haven't met it, it, it met it, it bothers the shit out of me, right? Mm. And then I'm also like Tony because I'm ex- like incredibly blunt. To the point where it's kind of off-putting. <laughs> um, I'm not so much like a gold digger or like, uh, you, well, not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Used to be. Me too. Used but to I've, be. You know, since since getting out of that stage, I've dated a, 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 a one, two, three broke people in my three broke niggas in my life. And, you know, it's been an eye-opening experience. So, broke niggas, rich niggas, niggas who have it, who don't. Like, niggas still are niggas. Niggas, niggas are niggas, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, but I'm only on season... I'm only on season one. <laughs> so I don't really know. I, I remember kind of Tony's uh, character arc, but I don't really remember it a lot, so I'm going to finish and watch it. But I know for a fact I'm a mixture of Joan and Tony because Joan is also self-sabotaging, and mm-hmm. I know I'm self-sabotaging too. I can, yeah, me so too. So I, I definitely I am a mixture of Joan and Tony. So I think um, none of us are Lynn, which is un, uh, uh, dumb. That was like a splash Lynn. Like a small, yeah, I was I honestly say like a splash Lynn, a splash, splash of Joan. Definitely no Tony, majority Maya. And with that being said, let's get into the show. Thank you for listening to this recap. Again, if Netflix, I said it like two episodes ago, bitch, y'all are doing the goddamn thing for the black y'all community. Are. Thank you. Round of applause. Uh, we're not giving you a lot. Okay. So let's get into the show. So we're going to be doing the first segment of the show called The Millennial Max, where we talk about political, social, and or romantic events that happen in our lives that lead this way to a larger discussion. And listeners, I just really want you guys to like be captivated by the story because this is going to be the topic of what we actually discuss today. And the t- the the title of it is I think I envy my son to a point where I can't even be in the same room with him. And Quote, where did it come from? A gay dad coming out. <laughs> but it came from where? Reddit. Oh, it came from Reddit. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um my son recently came. My son recently came out to me and my wife, and it killed me. It opened up a box inside of me that I thought I had closed so long, and at and all the pain I had bottled up inside of it came out as well. I was born fifty three years ago. Fifty three years ago. <laughs> You're old. Okay, let's start there. <laughs> In a then communist country, so it can't be America. I graduated from high school with a specialization of German and English. Shortly after high school, we started the mandatory military training that last two years. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Keep going. Keep going. Can we? Are you it was his fault. Yeah, serious, I know. It's his fault. All right. Well, shortly after high school, we started the mandatory military training the last two years. It was then that I finally accepted that I was different. I like guys. In fact, in these two years, I fell in love with one of my mates. That's why I know you're not from America. I loved him so much. We had the wildest times together. We would sneak out of the forest that was right beside our camp, kiss for hours, smoke cigarettes, (laughs) (laughs) and laugh until we ran back and so we couldn't miss the morning training and get in trouble. But after we ended the program, we each came back to our hometown. It was unthinkable back then for two men to be together. I was like sick for more than six months after that. I missed him so badly. I couldn't sleep, couldn't eat, couldn't think about anything else but him. So I called him one day to ask him how he was doing, and he said he was married to his girlfriend. This was an awkward silence, and I just hung up. A few years ago, an old comrade from the military training was in town. He went and talked for hours, and he told me that my man... It's interesting that he used the term my man. Let's start there. Let's start there. The love of my life had died. I suffered and screamed in silence for more than a year. I thought about all the what ifs. But then again, I had died inside a long time ago. 
When I married my wife, I killed all my emotions and slowly forgot what it was like to actually feel something. I only felt strong love for my children. My wife and I have a completely loveless marriage as a result of my inability to respond to any of her feelings in a normal way. I only focused on my work. But now, when my son came out, it hit me like a thunder. My mom was very accepting, and so was I. Oh, sorry. Let me repeat. His mom is very accepting, and so was I. But I can't look at him since. I am angry at him, and I have no right to be since he didn't do anything wrong. But every time I look at him, and my brain says, why? Why can't he get to be himself, and I couldn't? Why did my whole life go to waste? Why did the love of my life have to go? Why was I punished like this? Gay rights here are still far from good, but they are a lot better than they were back then. It's like the whole box of bottled up emotions has exploded. And uh, now I am not myself. I cry all the time. My wife senses there is something wrong. My son told I'm think I'm sorry, my son told her he thinks I don't accept him well because I have been avoiding him since he came out. He finishes this letter by saying, I need time to close the box of bottled up emotions again. My life's purpose is almost complete. One more year of university, my son will be a graduated doctor. I have enough money saved for him and his brother to support themselves for a very long time, even if he doesn't just start working right again. I can die peacefully and end my long, long suffering at last. I know I have raised my boys well and they can take care of themselves and their mom. I'm sorry for the long post. I wanted to share everything that I have kept quiet for so long. Ladies and gentlemen, and Oris. <laughs> so, why are you laughing? <laughs> so let's, I'll tell you later. So let's oh. <laughs> was it too dramatic? No, no. there's two things. But oh, wow. <laughs> so let's talk about it because um, the questions that we have for this week, well, the question that I have for you guys this week, um, would first question is put yourself in the shoes of the man for a second. How would you have lived your life during those same times? So let's say you uh, did the same thing. You met a guy, you fell in love with him. It was during a time period to where you couldn't freely be out and expressive about who it was that you were in love with. How would you have handled that? What would have been your your take on that? So if I was in this man's shoes, I honestly probably wouldn't have made it out alive during that time. To be completely honest, um, although I didn't really come out until my early 20s, um, suppressing that type of emotion after actually physically meeting a guy and like interacting with the guy and having entanglements with this nigga and kissing and falling in love. Yeah, and falling in love. Like, that's not something I would have been able to come back from. Um, In all honesty, I would have straight took the easy route and just ended my life. If I'm not able to physically like be myself and be with the person that I love at that time, I don't think I would have ever been able to make it out that situation because I'm I know mentally I just wouldn't be strong enough to, Mm -hmm. to survive through something like that. And then just. Not being able to be fully yourself that that's just so fucking traumatic, and then be the fear um of of everything being yourself mm-hmm. that's also traumatic, and I probably would just look at the world and was like, "I'm not supposed to be here, I shouldn't be here, so why am I here? I know mm. it sounds really fucked up to say, but I'm just being honest, that's just how I probably would have felt hmm. i <laughs> They would have beat my ass because I wouldn't have been able to hide it. I wouldn't have been able to hold it in. I think I would have, especially if it's somebody I'm in love, I, I would want to be able to spend time with them and just be open about it mm-hmm. and not have to. Um, really, I just wouldn't want to hide it. 
Well, I know they would beat my fucking ass. They would put me on the front lines. <laughs> if this was slavery times, they would whoop the fuck out of me. I, they would fuck my shit up. They would take me out the game because I would be rebellious. I'm like, I'm not. Mm-mm, I'm not putting my shit, the love of my life, aside for y'all. Mm-mm. Just so I could be unhappy for the rest of my life, married to some woman. You said slavery times. You said fifty <laughs> years ago. <laughs> I just so wait, not doing years it. Ago, I, you know my math is wrong. That's like segregationist. No, no fifty minus. 1967. Is, not, how did you Excuse get seven? My, 1967. Oh, my mom was born in 70. My mother was born in 67. Are you kidding me? Shit me. But he wasn't in America. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't in America. He wasn't in America. There was mm-hmm. no he was like in way. Germany or something. Yeah. Either way, they would have fucked my shit up. Like I would have I wouldn't have been able to hide it. So I know that much. I don't know how. Mm-mm, no, sir. Well, we I'm sorry, I missed a question though. What was it? How would you handle it? How would how would you have handled it if you were in that situation back then, or in a time period to when it was a person living back then? Um, Okay, I want to say it's easy for us to say all of this limit where where we live. We grew up in America, Mm -hmm. and it's a very different dynamic. Although we had segregation and Jim Crow and like actual violent slavery, Mm -hmm. I think it's we we're talking from a very xenophobic, not xenophobic. That's not appropriate. Uh, word, but uh, American centric mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. way of thinking because we don't know how the fuck it was over there in goddamn Germany or wherever <laughs> the fuck he's from. We have no fucking idea. We don't because literally in certain uh, countries in the world, it's illegal to cross dress. It's mm-hmm. illegal to be gay. It is illegal. It's actually a law set in forth to do that. So I can't actively tell you guys how I would be in this man's shoes. I can't Mm -hmm. because I understand this play and I understand the pressure and the, 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 the threat that comes with that. But, um, I think Dem said something about you. What would you, you said you wouldn't, you would die. You would kill yourself. No, I didn't say that. That was, he said, said. that's what you said. Somebody Mm -hmm. said something about killing themselves. I don't think I would bring myself to kill myself, but realistically, I'd probably be asexual for a real long time and defect to another country that, you know, was more accepting. And realistically, Mm. 67 was not the best year to migrate to um, America Mm -mm. and be gay, even though the 70s and the 70s was like free love, everybody fucks whoever. And then the 80s were like gay men, the gay men just fucking in bathrooms and whatever the case may be. It might have been easier for you to defect to America, and that probably would have my my game plan because I think I might have said at the beginning of the show I'm very goal oriented. Mm-hmm. But um, if you don't have the resources to immigrate to America and you're stuck in this this country, I I don't if I if I'm stuck in this position and I know I might die if I if I tell my truth, or I know I might um, be less. Than who I believe I can be mm-hmm. I mean it, it would take a toll on my mental health And it would spiral me into depression And depression is a very serious thing You don't know where the fuck that depression might bring you You know you have no fucking idea So mm-hmm. I, I sympathize with this man I do Um, And I get that portion of it That portion of you not willing to come out That portion I get I don't know. I look at it from like our lens of being black and gay, so that's why I had that was my answer. But the thing is, because what we did we, we, back in then, that we would have been dealing with two battles. Yeah, and I mean, I'm I'm I, I willing to bet money. He's not. He's black. not yeah, he's, he's not, not black. black. No, so it's a, it's a different vibe. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> so second question is, um, and if you were in his predicament that he's in now, in his adult life, if you had a queer child, um. If, if if you had a child that came out to you and told them you bitch, I'm what? sorry. <laughs> Wait a minute, English major. What? Woo! If you had a child that came to you and told you that they were family or were a part of the LGBT community, how would you handle it? What would be your your reaction to as that? As an out gay person or as a closet? As a gay? closeted person, let's do closeted for now. As a closeted gay person, I would be proud of them. Mm-hmm. It's, we're talk, it depends on the time frame Yeah so we're talking about 2020 Obviously that question was written recently on Reddit Because Reddit has not been that mm-hmm. You know uh, Antiquated But 
in this day and age, if somebody came forth and my my not even somebody, my child came forth and said they were gay, and I knew I was gay, I would do nothing but support them and like one hundred percent uplift them. Like that that would be my retribution to myself. And I think retribution is the appropriate word. Um, I can't think of it right now because I've yep. been drinking a little bit. But <laughs> it's like that would be my way of because like, you know they always say your kids are supposed to uh, live the life that you wish you had. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're not supposed to continue the cycle of abuse or continue the cycle of poverty or continue the cycle of whatever or homophobia. Right, so I would want them to live the best life possible, and I would uplift them in any way, shape, or form. However, if my gay kid is a bum, okay, we're not doing that. But if they just come out and say I'm gay, I'm like I support you, I love you, whatever you want to do, I'm here for you, mm-hmm. and that's just how I how I view it. Justine, um, if I was this man in this situation, um, I would. Tell this story that you wrote to your child. Like I would tell that to my child because I feel like that would be a good bonding experience with your child to get them to kind of understand that you understand them, you understand the emotions, you understand. But what I think that would, I agree with that that person should read this to mm-hmm. them, but mm-hmm. I think it should be a means of healing. Yeah, that's not that, not exactly. so much of like. Oh, you're gay? Cool. I'm envious of you because X, Y, and Z. It should mm-hmm. be like, look, you came out as gay. I didn't re- I didn't tr- I didn't respond to it the way that it should have been responded to. Mm-hmm. And this is the and reason here's why. why. Exactly. Right. That's the way that I think it should have been approached. Before you do that though, you need to sit down and have a conversation with your wife. First and foremost. That's a fact. Because that's important. But if you know, my child came to me and told me that they were gay, queer, whatever. Um, this is the type of story that I would relate to them just so they know, like, because growing up, everybody thinks being gay is just one thing, you know, mm. it's being hyper feminine and, and all of these other things that we see in like the media, but it's not really like that. It's a spectrum of people. So you can give your child insight and guidance on your experience and who you are and it's a way for you to connect here with your child and say look there's a lot of things you may not understand and and along this process i will help you understand it mm-hmm. a lot of emotions that you're probably not aware of or you probably are questioning because you know this gay shit is highly questionable you know we don't it's a lot of shit in this lifestyle not lifestyle it's a lot of shit in this life that we don't understand a lot of times but i'm here to you know, learn and grow with you as my child. So yeah, that's how I would. That's how I would approach it. What about you? So, well, my question is: so, so with that being said, as out gay men, as you are now in your lives, mm-hmm. if you did have children to come out and tell you that they were gay, or lesbian, or trans, or whatever it may be. What would your reaction be? How would you respond to that? Baby, I'm doing a whole parade. Hold on. Before we, before we <laughs> respond to that, what was your answer to the question? Oh, yeah, you didn't answer the question. If I was living back then mm-hmm. or if I... Mm. Well, the same the same. I feel like, well, I, I feel like my saying is going to be the same answer I'm going to give y'all with this question. So I'll, I'll, I'll answer that okay. with this question. Excuse me. So, yeah, I would not literally throw my child a parade, but I would be ecstatic. I would shit. What do you want to do? You want to go shopping? You want to throw a party? Uh, shit, I don't know what you want to do. <laughs> but Justin doesn't want kids. So. I don't. But I would. I would. I would be so happy that I have a child that's like me in this world. Well, not specifically like me because I don't know what their identity will be, but. Just knowing that I have a child that is coming to the world already different, it will make me happy because I know that they are going to be raised by someone like myself who has an open mind, who will be able to give them the guidance that they need to navigate through this whole fucked up world that we lived in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. No, you didn't answer. Did he answer the first question? <laughs> no. Yes. 
I'm going to answer this question. Oh, he's one, he said it's, it's both in the, one and the same. What was the second one then? Because I thought he was still answering the first the one. The second question was, no, as you are now, as an out gay man, yes. if your children, if your child came up to you and told you that they were gay, lesbian, trans, or whatever it may be, would your response be different? How would your response be now? No. I mean, no. That, that's, now I'll be asking, no. I'm <laughs> asking, I can't even say the asinine, asinine, whatever mm. it is. Asinine. It would be asinine. For me to sit there and be like, oh, what? You're but there a are, there are some gay people that don't want I kids. Know lot, that I, I know a lot of people like that. I'm telling them y'all are all stupid. That's fucked. Because you already went through that. You already went through that with heterosexual nine times out of ten heterosexual parents or mm-hmm. nine and a half times ten if they, your dad wants to admit it or not. <laughs> yeah, like that. That would be asking. I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh my god. It, it, let's not even take the gay and lesbian thing out of it. Like, mm-hmm. let's fuck that. Yeah, because we're gay people. We can mm-hmm. we can relate to lesbian people, but if my f- son was to come to me and say, "Hey, I'm trans," that's a different conversation. I don't have experience with that. I'm not yeah. a trans person. Mm-hmm. I know I'm a man. I know I like niggas. I never wanted to be a woman. That's just that's just not something that I, I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So if my son comes to me and says, "Hey, I want to be trans," or I, not even I want. Let me rephrase because that's very. Yeah, I am trans. I am a trans woman. I'm gonna ask them, "Are you sure, 100 percent?" And if they say yes, I'm 100. percent I know I should have been born as a woman. I'm gonna sign off on whatever papers for them to get the hormone therapy they need because they actually start at 13, I believe, is the age. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna sign off whatever papers they want to do. I will literally allow them to live the best life they want to live. One hundred and one hundred and fifty thousand percent. As long as I get to pick out your clothes, because baby, I'm gonna style you up so good. I don't. Okay, well, there's that. <laughs> but my thing is, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh yeah, my son could be gay, but he can't be trans. Because I know a lot of gay boys like that. I do. I do a too. A lot of gay boys like that. I do too. I definitely will That's never that ever internal self hatred. It is nothing but internal self hatred, and it's not even like. Is it, there's so many things fundamentally wrong with that. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, 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 it kind of just gets under my skin. And people who say shit like that just like really, really bothers me. Mm-hmm. Granted, mm-hmm. I do, I, I've always said, I think if, if I do have a son, if he's not gay, he's going to be trans. And I lean heavily towards the trans. Mm-hmm. The reason being is just because I know how to deal with a gay son, but I would not know how to deal with a, a trans daughter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I don't want to say anything that's inappropriate or be uh, insensitive to whatever she's going through. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that 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 part scares me because I don't want to come across as the unapproachable parent or mm. the, the, the person that's not... I, I say parent as if there's more than one. <laughs> <laughs> honey, it's just me, honey. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I, I, there's no, there's no, like, it, however somebody self identifies, I'm fucking with it. All I'm, the way. Yeah, and I'm not going to. To me, my fear is not even just your identity or any like anything like that. I'm trying to make sure you're not trying to shoot up nobody's school. You're not about to be on drugs. Like I don't give a fuck about your eye, baby. You can come to me oh, and tell so me that. You can tell me that you <laughs> fall in love with the Eiffel Tower and you want to marry the Eiffel Tower. I, w- I don't care about that. I don't care about your identity. As long as you just not doing fucked up <laughs> shit. That's all I care about. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> and my whole thing, it just comes down to um, rejecting societal beliefs. Yes. What about you, Dom? My answer is there's have you well you have a twitter you don't have you seen like a lot of the people um talk about like gender reveals and shit like that like how they just don't agree <laughs> with gender reveals and how they some some people do some people don't. Mm-hmm. I think of it like kind of like that like I I had a thought the other day that was if I don't have a gender reveal when I have kids or if I don't go to the doctor and like try to want to know what the gender is or people in general, when they do do that, do they, how do they live and how do they go about letting their kids grow up and just decide what they what they want their gender to be? Mm-hmm. And I feel like I, I would be that parent. Like I would be the one that would just say, you look, don't tell me shit. 
I ain't got to know. I'm going to let my kid come out. They, he or she or them or they can figure out what it is that they are as a or person. Them or Zer. That part mm-hmm. there. They can figure out who they are as a per- person and can decide. If I, I have always been the person that I would love my whole family to be homos. <laughs> just for her, my whole family to be that way. Um, just because I understand it, I know how to work with it. I know I I have experienced that my whole life, so I would I would know how to treat it and uh, help raise my kids the best way that they can possibly be raised. But I just I, that's a preference. But no matter what they come out to be, it is what it is. Um, I would just be celebratory of it. Like I would I would be elated. Yeah, I would be happy as fuck if my it's son came up to me and said. But Daddy, I like niggas. Nigga, I like niggas thing, too. I'm like, nigga, let me school you Let's on the game. Let's go. Let's go look at you niggas might, together. <laughs> I'd be like, look, we're going to start your skin routine early because you're going to be the baddest nigga on the block. Look, but, but at the same time, we're not going to. The thing is, if your son comes to you and he's a straight man, we're still going to love him. This oh, time. Of course. oh, of course. Yeah. And we're not going to be. We're going to be. Celib- it's not about still, being celebratory. It's still, I'm going to be celebratory of how whoever my child comes out and exactly. says that he or she is, is. I'm still going to celebrate you regardless. Regardless, Regardless but, exactly. <laughs> I think I just—it's just something that would be inside of me that would just be super happy if I had gay kids. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't—I don't know. My thing, I, <laughs> the thing is because if you th- if you flip it right, mm-hmm. if you flip it, you're a heterosexual man with a woman, and you have a kid that comes out heterosexual. Well, that's you know they're happy that their kid isn't gay. Like mm. that that's that but it's they're happy that their kid isn't gay isn't i'm not gay. saying that i wouldn't be i'm not i'm no, gonna be unhappy to, that I, my kids are straight that's what i'm saying but you're saying you would be ecstatic if your kid was a was a homosexual mm. and i think it should be literally across the board i'm celebratory of whoever the fuck you yeah. are period mm-hmm. and the, the the fact that it, we're gay men talking about this right gay trans whatever we're, we're we're an LGBTQI umbrella. We need to make sure that the fact that we're okay with our kids being whatever yeah. needs to be a uh, 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 not even nationwide but a, a universal worldwide thing. thing yeah. That whatever the fuck my kid is, they are who the fuck they are, and then doing I, well unless they're you know. Drug I feel addicts. like my my when I say super happy, it's because. Grown like for I don't know about y'all, but for me, I didn't have anybody to look up to. That was gay. Mm-hmm. So if I had kids that were gay, okay, at least I know that I went through the shit and they had somebody that they, they have somebody that they can rely on and talk to and get somebody that has the experience because I'm able to help you navigate through this shit to where you don't feel alone or you don't have suicidal thoughts or you don't feel like you don't have a place in this world because it is easier for straight people. It's yeah, just easier. It so easy, if I had a straight child, I'm still going to be there for you regardless. I'm still going to love you, support you, celebrate you. I'm going to be there for you 150%, no matter what it is, no matter what you need me for. But it's still automatically going to be easier for you. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. I, I think for me, I'll be more excited because although we say our community, well, people may think our community is just so big. It's really small as hell. It's small. It's 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 small. It's, small it's, it's, it's judgmental. Yes. It's nasty. It's rude. It's drug ridden. Yes. It's liquor so ridden. So my my idea is just <laughs> up up bringing <laughs> up youth ridden. that I'm are saying. aware of themselves, that understand themselves, that love themselves. Like I want to be able to raise children, queer children, like different from how we were raised. You know what I'm saying? Like we had to like literally grow up. At the age of fucking 20 And understand ourselves In our 20s I'm a 16 It's for me I'm just saying Well yeah, yeah. You were early girl No 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 <laughs> I just I was forced I, yeah, oh, yeah Yeah So yeah but like We I want If I were to have a child Like I would want them to You said earlier To experience like Everything that I didn't experience Yeah And that would be something beautiful For me to have Raise a child That's just Everything in, in a gay man that I didn't really know or understand in myself until I reached this age. So that's me. So my last question, um, one of the things that he talked about, or not even one of the things, one of the major things that he talked about is just being envious of his child for being able to do mm. something that he's not able to do. Mm. And I think a lot of people... A lot of people refuse to have children because they have a fear of their child surpassing them in life. And then a lot of people do have children and they mistreat their children when they see them surpassing them in life. So my question to y'all is, if you were to have children, what would be your mindset? How would you handle a child that 
manages to just, I guess, quote unquote, surpass whatever it is that you've done in life. I, I, I can, I can, I, I'm going to say this. My father, who I do not fucking speak to at all, if unless he's like dying or like something like that, something unless I'm forced to speak to him, I do not talk to that man. I found out in my adult life that he wanted to be a lawyer. Never knew that. No, I had no idea, but he couldn't get into law school. And my mom is actually the person that told me. And she was like, I know he's proud of you. And I kept thinking, like, if he was so proud of me going to law school and passing the bar on my first try and doing all the things I'm doing now, he would have reached out and said, congratulations, you know you're doing great. And he tried that. It's not pride, it's envy. Hmm. And I know it's not. I know it's envy because you had no, you had no saying in my rearing. You didn't rear me. You didn't create me. You didn't help me become the person that I am now. Mm-hmm. So I know that man is envious of me, and that and that's fine. That's something he needs to deal with because, bitch, I'm the I'm the envied. You can't. I'm not gonna feel bad about that. But with my mother, I know she's incredibly proud and like happy for me. On and. I'm going to say this because it's truth only because when she found out it was gay, she thought it was going to be a bum. She was going to be one of these fag, uh, which her, <laughs> own, her own words, literally one of these faggots living off the, um, the state mm-hmm. or whatever. And I was like, Oh, you got me fucked. I've been smart since I've been a kid. Like hmm. I might've been booked. I, I've not even might've been, I've always been book smart. I might have been stupid as shit when it came to common sense, but I've <laughs> always been incredibly brick smart. And the fact that she thought that it's like I think she's proud now because she's going to be able to benefit from it. Mm. Realistically, she's going. She is. Mm. You know what I mean? So I know if I have a kid and they, and it's not even about being a lawyer, but about if they decide to become the best singer in the world, because I always wished I could sing. God knows I wish I could sing. <laughs> and they just grow up and become the best. And my little sister can sing like really, really well. And my and she plays the guitar, which her father taught her, but refused to teach me. But that's another <laughs> that's another story. That he, like he were, he said, Rashawn sounds envious. I was, I was envious. I was like, why is she? I want to learn how to play the guitar. Like what? Um, but. If I had a if I had a a child who just became this uh, um, master of um, any type of musical instrument and gain notoriety of it or master of their voice, there's not a there's not an envious bone that would be in my body because I think that parents need to have their kids for them to have the life that you couldn't have for whatever reasons, whether it be the lack of resources, support, whatever the case may be, you should always be making sure you're gearing up the next generation to do better than what you did. And with me anyway, I'm not going to have children or like paid to have children realistic because I'm a fucking homosexual, but I'm not going to decide to do that until I'm actually really financially stable mm-hmm. and comfortable to um, give them the, the the best life that they have. And it's a it's a it's a it's it's very one or the other. It's either they are incredibly privileged and spoiled, and then they just they fall on you all the time to like take care of them, mm-hmm. or they feel like okay, my parents did this, so I'm going to make sure I make them proud and do more than what they did you know what i mean so i guess that's my answer. I, but the, the the question of envy would never that i I would never be envious of my kids i would be angry at my kids if they were bums and relying on me for the rest of their lives i would be angry and disappointed hmm. but i would never be envious of my child who like does even if they if they did even if they decided to be a lawyer and mm-hmm. become a supreme court justice there's no fucking way that i'd be Come like on, ruth bader ginsburg i cannot even Im- oh you're you're a supreme court justice mm, i could have done that if i wanted like no i'm not i'm not that type of person like mm-hmm. i i always big up everybody and that it, it surpasses my children because even my friends i have friends who they said they were going to law school and i was like I am 100%. I got like whatever you like. I am here 100%, 1000%. Even not going to law school, master's programs, 
I got you. Like, I'm here. I can read over whatever. I can help you. I know how that broke. Like, all of that, I'm I'm completely supportive of my friends. So, I know for a fact I won't be envious of my kids. Mm -hmm. Dumb. I've thought <laughs> Dom always starts his like answers with a laugh Do you notice that? It's like an uncomfortable laugh I've thought about this before And this I will I, I'm gonna be honest Um, This is a, a reason why I'm I want kids But This is one of the reasons why It's not like really a, a, a Rush or an importance or a hurry To have kids Because I know For a certain when it comes down to like Rashawn was like your the artistry thing. If I had kids that surpassed me in terms of like becoming the next Beyonce or some shit like that, I would feel some type of way. And I'm like, okay, but I think that's my own. That would be my own shit to handle. Like I would, I couldn't take that out on my children. That is where I would say, okay, I need to seek a therapist <laughs> and figure out what bags to unpack because you can't. Feel some type of way about your kids surpassing you in this particular arena, especially if you didn't put forth the energy or the effort, you know, the time, the money, just if you didn't put forth your all to get to where they are or where you want it to be. You can't truly be mad at it. Mm -hmm. So I know I would feel some type of way. And that's why I'm not like in a rush or hurry to have kids, because I know if I'm until I feel like I've put until I feel like I've done enough. For myself And Gotten to a point To where okay bitch It's happening Or it just ain't happening mm -hmm. Then that Maybe I'll have kids At that point But Now mm -mm, Cause I don't mm -mm, No mm -mm. <laughs> No it's not <laughs> It's not I can't do it I can't I, I'm not even gonna Sugarcoat that Like I'm, I just can't I don't want I don't wanna have kids And be a stage dad I don't wanna have kids And reap Feed off of their benefits and but, feel like, let me say how I feel. <laughs> oh, I get that. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, like, it's not being a like. Okay, stage dads and stage moms are, in my opinion, incredibly toxic. And they are because they, they want be. they're living they vicariously be. through their children. But not, not all the time. But the thing is, they sometimes are there to protect their kids. True. So I just. I, are you saying that I feel like the of, ones that understand to be there to protect their children have felt like they've done enough in terms of their own career. And the ones that are the toxic parents are living vicariously through their children because they still want to attain a certain level of whatever it is that they wanted to do. So you think you'd be a toxic parent? It depends. It depends on how far I feel like I've, how much I feel like I've done. And I won't I, in terms of that particular arena. And I'm not I, I'm not going to lie about that. I just I, I can't like, like I would have to be true about that. I don't want to get I don't want to reap the benefits of my child being rich and famous and whatnot at the age of I don't want to do that at 50. I want to enjoy that at my young age now. I don't want to experience that when I'm 60. Like I'm, I'm not even 30 yet. I want to experience that young. I want to be able to travel, move freely without my bones cracking and creaking. I don't want to have to worry about arthritis, you know, being old and shit. I want to do that young. Not have to benefit off of that. Mm -mm. Interesting. No, I ain't gonna sugarcoat that shit. Mm -mm. <laughs> That's my answer. But it is what it is. That's interesting. So my family dynamic is always well since my grandmother is to raise your child to be better than you. Because my grandmother had three daughters. All of them had master's degrees. Um. My grandmother unfortunately did not uh, go to college, but she is a register. Well, she was a registered nurse, but she basically raised all of her children to be better than her. And all like, right, let's make a coin. Listen, um, she literally from the since they was little, and I used to hear these stories all the time. Like, I'm not fucking playing with y'all. Y'all gonna go to school, get degrees. Y'all gonna do this, 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 this. Like, y'all have to get yourselves about this situation because mm -hmm. they were poor. And my mom pretty much raised me and my brother the same fucking way. Um, I even still have conversations with my mom. Like, and you know how parents, like, they do this passive aggressive shit where they be like, oh, well, you know, when I get a certain age, I just want to make sure you're going to be able to take care of me. My mom, we had this conversation all the time. Hmm. And I used, I 
didn't really think about that until I want to say like last year. Um, when I really started thinking like, damn, like my mom is 50 now. I'm 27, about to be 30. It's really time for me to start getting the ball rolling so I could be in a, a financially a better situation so I can take care of my parents eventually yeah. if necessary. And I always thought like, even if I did have kids, that will be the same mindset I would have. Like I'm raising you so you can fucking take care of me when I'm in diapers. <laughs> I <laughs> so I want you to be better than me. Like I want you to be in a position where shit, you even you don't even have to take care of me. You can have a, a fucking maid for me all day. I don't care. Hmm. But as long as you are financially stable enough to take care of yourself, your family, and me, that's all I care about. And I my mom raised me to be the same way. I have a question off of what you just said because the whole a lot of black parents mm-hmm. do the whole um, so you can take care of me thing when I get older. Mm-hmm. Do y'all think is that a black thing? Like I don't never hear that from other people. That must be that has to be a black well, thing. Well, how many other people are you talking to? Because it is not a black thing. It's a it universal thing. Culture, is it? Culturally, mm-hmm. most cultures, the families, the mother and the father stay in a home with them for till they a die. Long really, till they die. Yeah, time, yeah. Like, yeah, that's a real thing. Mm. <laughs> and most cultures, and it is. I won't say like white people because they're different, mm-hmm. but like like Asian people cultures of color, and shit like cultures that, yeah. and stuff like that. Our cultures is is like that a lot. Where you will see a grandparent in a house, you will see mothers in a house, fathers in a house after after they get to a certain age because it's like okay, well now you have to take care of me, and you're you're not what you going to say no, no. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Well. I think it's time that we take a break. Hmm. Um, we will more than likely because we about an hour into this show, so we oh, probably won't okay, be doing no adulting one on one. Straight to the message. But we do listen next week. There is a follow up question, a uh, follow up response to something that we said last week that mm-hmm. I definitely want to address. But unfortunately, babe. Oh, next week. Be, next n- next week we'll talk about it. Yeah, next week. And we are back And my name is Dom I will be leading the adulting one oh Nope The millennial message for the day How the fuck I'll be leading the millennial message for today And what I want to let you guys know is Love yourselves And love the ch- <laughs> love yourselves and love the children that you birth and love everyone around you. You have to be supportive of those that are not even those that are supportive of you, but for people that that you genuinely love and have a connection with and care about, I think it's just it's automatic to just support them and help them while helping yourself be true to everyone. You know what I'm saying? Like you just got to be true to yourselves. You got to help them be true to themselves and just make this shit pop because we are only on this earth for one lifetime. You only get one time to go at this shit. And after that, you gone and you might be reincarnated and rebirthed into a bird. And that's the difference. <laughs> that's a different story. Like, Me, I, don't know, <laughs> I don't know how them bitches live, but I just you got to do this shit. You know, the best way that you know how. For you and for people Be supportive If you have kids that You know come out doing things That you wish you would have done Let them know Say hey Be be in their corner And do it Do that the best way That you possibly can mm-hmm. With nothing but love And support And acceptance Because at the end of the day They're just trying to live Their best life The way that they can And you're trying to live yours The best way that you can And that's the that on that The that 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 Yeah mm-hmm. It's the nuts for me it's the net. Oh. <laughs> All right. So thank you, listeners, so much for tuning in for another week. A round of applause for you guys and girls and gays. <laughs> um, so look, listen. We might not be here next week. We might not be on this on these airwaves next week. Just keeping y'all fully aware. We have going been going hard. For the past couple of months through coronavirus and everything. Mm. And we mentally may need to take a week off, to that's be it. completely honest. But that's, that's it. it. But we're going to be right back. But also, 
like we stated last week, uh, please want to look out for new content coming to our IGTV and, and YouTube, YouTube channels. Um, follow us on Twitter at a messy podcast. Follow us on Instagram at a messy podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, if you have a follow up from any write ins, please email us at a messy podcast at gmail.com. Tweet us. I like when y'all tweet us. Uh, me too. I love when y'all tweet us. Shout out to y'all. That's the that. Rayshawn, anything? <laughs> He's making us fast vision. <laughs> Listen. All right, y'all. Bye bye. Bye. Yeah, 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 yeah.